All right, we are lit, good sir. To another episode of Cultivated Acres. I am Will the Host. I am here with Mike. <laughs> Don't try to cut me off. <laughs> I am Mike, the cut, the favorite host. The, the cut host? <laughs> the cutty host. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, this week, dope show lined up for y'all. Yes. For whatever reason, Mike has titled this thing The War on Whites. <laughs> <laughs> the most aggressive. <laughs> But like the picture was like friendly, like we laughing, having a good time. Like I was just not a war on whites. Like it's, it's a good time. Y'all it's like it's it. like at a table, like laughing about the war <laughs> that we're about to have on whites. It's good. It's, it's, it's fine. Y'all gonna y'all gonna see. <laughs> now, nah, many week we're gonna be talking about <clears throat> these Karen pages that are popping up. I don't know if anybody else has seen them, but uh, these Karen pages that are popping up that are, I guess, exposing white people for weaponizing their privilege or talking down to black folk or, or whatever, just being straight up Karens. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a little on the fence about that term too. Like it's, it's hella offensive. You think so? <laughs> it's hella offensive. <laughs> um, we're also going to be talking about white fear as Mike labeled it. White fear. <laughs> <laughs> this is a joint podcast. We are, we are one. <laughs> no nah, man, uh is it like is it <clears throat> is it worse for black folks? Uh is the white fear of being falsely accused as racist <laughs> actually more dangerous for us? Um is encouragement of white guilt an effective means of change? I'm a little defensive about that too. I think I'm about to think about to be a black conservative in here. You about to be Ben Carson in this mug. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, man, we got a whole lot to talk about. I want to know what Mike did this past two. Well, oh yeah, first off, what? hit the Patreon. Well, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, hit the Patreon. You're calling shots. Not, it's not working like I thought. It was. Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't already signed up, please do. Uh, help your uh, help your fellow brothers out. Yes, you can be white or black. We don't care about skin yeah, color. We don't care about skin color this part. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we got we got different tiers. Uh, Five dollar tiers, all we ask for. You know, if you want to be more generous, please go ahead. Please feel free. Um, we got exclusive content on there for you guys. Um, I actually got to talk to you about some more exclusive content I want to put up there. Oh, true. But, uh, the higher good. tiers come with uh, ad space, which you can advertise your business on Cultivated Ignorance uh, right at the beginning of the show. You know. Um, but yeah, man, check out. Uh, you can always cancel. It's only five dollars. Only five dollars. Uh, on there, huh? I was doing the only five dollars thing. You that was a weak ass. Only five dollars. I was trying to fit it. That's in. why I said, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you ain't pace it out like we supposed to. 
Um, but yeah, man, check it out. You can cancel anytime. Uh, we got some dope stuff on there for you guys. Oh, yeah. So, Mike, I want you to take me through what you did this Tuesday. This Tuesday? What'd you do, man? From the time you woke up. I don't, I don't know what I did, man. I, I asked you if you had any topics. Nope. Nope. What, what, what happened during the course of your day? Where'd you, where'd you eat at Tuesday, Mike? Where did you patron Tuesday? <laughs> I, I didn't eat nowhere Tuesday. You better not have, because it was Blackout Tuesday. Oh, I, man, y'all need to send out a damn newsletter or some shit. I don't even know what he's <laughs> You better not have. Who coordinates these blackout days? Bro, let me tell you, right? So I was like all gung-ho about it at the beginning. Uh And I was like, you know what? For this shit to really work, somebody's going to have to tell black folk as a whole where where, where they're supposed to go. The last one I had no, I literally woke up and everything was black. I was like, what the fuck? Did the internet, did we finally break the internet? Hold on, what was the last one? So I know... I guess that was the um thing with the um organizations wanted to black out everything or whatever like that. Oh, okay. So this one, like, I guess you just were supposed to spend your money at black owned businesses only. Who 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 organized <laughs> like who sent out the black signal for everybody to be like <laughs> it was just a fist in there. <laughs> it's just a fist with like RGB. Bro, so, like, so I don't know, man. Like, I just don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I, I wish I could have been more. Uh, I ate leftovers that day. That's about all I could do. <laughs> <laughs> That's about all I could do. Like I just naturally, you know me, I'm I'm pretty frugal as it is. So like I straight cook anyway. So power to the people, I guess. But like this is what I keep saying, man. Like this is why me and my friends and, and Star and everybody, this this black communities. There's no black community. Like we're not this one collective thought because we don't mean knowing what the fuck. Like, and I really think we need to incorporate into that into our language because it'll just solve so much frustration in people's. I wish there was some kind of like central website <laughs> that just gave you all the, the access to the information so easily because it was confusing as shit. Like, because <laughs> I remember like <clears throat> I remember our homeboy Jay invited us to it. Uh, I don't know, was that back in like. March, something like that. Yeah, it was a long time ago, and then like nobody in the feed really ever, like, really made like some kind of some kind of directory for where like people were supposed to go. Because like like you saw it scattered here and there, you know, on certain websites, people participating. But I, I, as a whole, I assume it didn't go over very well. Well, that's what I'm saying because there's so many different varied communities within us, like. You gonna have, and this is what I tell people who complain like, you know, there's no black people don't support such and such, or like black people still hate such and such. I mean, in terms of you know, black women feeling you know still you know hated by certain men, or black queer people being hated by like heterosexual black people, like yeah, that hate still exists, but like which communities are we talking about? Like this, it's never gonna be like a collective. I don't know any race that has a collective understanding and acceptance of everybody, <laughs> not a one. So it's like, it would just be so much more beneficial if we just made these different packets, you know, these little pockets of movements, and then you just 
I think there's some things we can all come together on, like, you know, violence against us all. Yeah. Like, you know, better resources being granted towards us. But, like, some of this shit, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, um, oh, my goodness, other people in here. Brittany, Terry, Al Black, my boy Marcus C, Trey, Taryn up in here. Say, hey, say what's up, boo? Say, say what's up to you, boo, man. Hey, boo. That was a week. That was a super week. <laughs> hey, Karen, boo. <laughs> Terrible. So you ate leftovers. I cooked. So we we're, <laughs> we're officially black. <laughs> yeah, man. Today, we're going to be talking to y'all about just asking y'all, like, do you think that whiteness as a person or as like entities is currently like under attack? Um, me and Will had like various discussions about, you know, all these, you know, social justice movements, all the upheaval of racist institutions or people just getting away with racist shit on a regular basis. It's all been like, it's finally reached a tipping point. I think it's been building up for hundreds of years now. And we see like, it's like every day you can turn on the news or go on the internet and see somebody else got exposed as racist or some organizations got exposed to racist policies or somebody stepping down because they said some fucked up shit. Like, I knew it was a rat when Papa John said nigga on the damn um conference call. I was like, damn, Papa John? That nigga, was, that nigga thought he was Teflon. He thought he was, he was feeling himself that much. He was like, hey, so we're going to get these niggas some pizza. And that, nigga, that, nigga, that nigga thought he was Donald Trump. That nigga thought he couldn't be touched. <laughs> thought he was, bro. <clears throat> so, but me and you've had um, discussions of like, because I know you have feelings that it might be going too far. Like, bro, I'm going to tell you when I, well, it wasn't just that, but it, like you know, the shit that makes you go too far, like that made me think about it was what? when the damn uh, well, not just accusations, but this whole this whole white people, black people shit. Like it was like when the white I can't remember who it was, but whoever voices homegirl on Big Mouth, oh, <laughs> the black girl on Big Mouth. <laughs> there's a there's a white uh, there's a black girl on there's. A, what is she like 11 12 something like that yeah everybody's like baby yeah um it's basically a a cartoon character on a tv show yeah. black cartoon character on a tv show and a white lady voices her she was like white lady talking about i'm gonna step down from this position because i don't feel like uh white people should be voicing or playing black characters yeah. and stuff and then it was her, and then the nigga from uh the nigga that plays Cleveland did it too, the white dude that plays Cleveland. Yeah, I heard that was like Mark Henry. Yeah, I'm like nigga, what are y'all doing? This stuff does not matter. <laughs> this is not progress. You see people making the memes of like white people giving us everything but what we actually asked for. <laughs> like we was asking for the NFL to like actually do something, you know, stand up against police brutality. It's like, all right, we're gonna do lift every voice before the game. Before the game. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I feel like that is some progress, but I feel like it's pandering. But go ahead. <laughs> I don't know. Lift I've seen it go do worse pandering than that, but <laughs> you don't give us a um, answer. Yeah, man, shit's 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 amusing right now. So, but with those things, those are people that voluntarily did, you know, those are white people who voluntarily did things that they felt like would help the movement. So, I can't. Well, they're wrong. I don't. I mean, I, 
I'm torn about it because I want to see more black voice actors get stuff, you know, get roles and everything like that. But at the same time, is that kind of like if we go with that culture, is that kind of saying like only like blackness has to be portrayed in only a certain way? Like, doesn't that kind of kill the whole like we're not a monolith? Um, well, going with I think we also have to pay attention to the fact that. Okay, yeah, you voicing the character, but somebody white is probably still writing the character's lines. Yeah, like so how far does it go? Like, you <laughs> didn't do much or nothing. Like, um, I don't know. I don't think... I don't think black people necessarily need to play uh, black animated characters. Right. You know, now, I see a white person up in some white... in, in some blackface now. This is a goddamn issue. Yeah, I thought um, Amanda Seals with that on the reel before she left. Like, you know, they had her do a whole rant about how white people using like black emojis is a form of blackface, and I was like, that couldn't have been, have been her idea to bring that up. Like, somebody had to be like, Amanda, can you speak on like, <laughs> is this problematic or not? Like, can you? Because you know, she's kind of like the find something problematic that our audience can identify with. Right, that they will give him a rise and you know make him either feel guilt or angry. And <laughs> we can like, get numbers up, get numbers, and the city is kind of fucked up because that's why she left because she felt like she was in a position to do these things but couldn't fully say what she wanted to say. But also, the real did nothing to mitigate the hateful comments that were you know came for her after she would do the shit that she did. So mm-hmm. it's like go sit on that podium and call out racism, but like when the sticks and don't start coming like we ain't not about to defend you or nothing like that. Like it's it's fucked up, man. <laughs> it's fucked up. So so with the original question, um, do you feel like the accusations of racism that are just coming like full swarm now? Like like I said, you can turn on the news, you can average out like at least 10, 15 racist accusations a day at this point, I feel like. Yeah. Not to say that they're not legitimate, but do you think it's gone overboard? And some people are getting falsely accused of racism. And even if they are, do you think that it's a necessary evil for things to balance out down the road? I don't, I don't like the idea of it being a necessary, like we have to be this so far this one way for it to come back all the way to the middle at the end of the day. You know what I mean? It just seems so counterproductive. And like, it's just like, I don't know, but sticking with the question, like, <clears throat> yeah, I believe false accusations against false racism accusations or being so quick to call a white person racist is problematic as shit for the movement. Because then you, you like embolden these white people to be like, oh no, I'm not racist. Like it, it after so many racist accusations, I think white people tend to become numb and they stop looking inside themselves to see. You know, like, <laughs> if what they actually did was racist or analyze this situation over here to figure out if it was racist or not. Like that, like the uh, black lady and the white lady who got into it in the parking lot. I don't know if you saw that clip. The lady that pulled a gun on the black lady? Yeah. Well, the white lady was wrong. I... The white lady was very wrong. Uh-huh. I don't believe she was being racist. I think yeah. she was back the fuck up, like she said. Because it seemed like they tried to leave, and then, like, the lady was pew, 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 on the back of her door. 
because <laughs> she was about to get hit, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but that altercation didn't seem like it was fueled by race, you know, and the, and the black person was so quick to call her racist, you know what I mean? Right. So, so that gonna, that's going to tie into something I'm going to ask later on, but like, so that's one thing, but what about instances where a black, a white person or a white owned organization doesn't really know they're being, you know, isn't really aware of their implicit bias as far as their, you know, structural practices. Mm-hmm. And you take something for like Vogue, for example, as people are saying, you know, Vogue been doing what they've been doing forever, you're successful with it. And people are saying like, yo, your magazine doesn't what, what has Vogue been doing? Because I'm, I'm out the loop. I've heard like Vogue, like, you know, just not having proper representation of black people and like black models and stuff like that. I don't really watch, I don't really look at Vogue like that. I'm not saying I'm leading the protest for that. I'm just saying like, but you can use, you can interchange that with anything. Like if you say you have a white owned organization who has not historically well represented black people mm-hmm. and, but just is not aware of that. Cause that's just not their audience. Yeah. Like, is somebody like that being accused of misrepresentation or even racism actually good? Cause it forces them to be like, you know, well, we don't necessarily know what we did wrong, but we want to keep our business standing. So let's hire more black people in these higher offices to, you know, change, make the changes for the better, which gives black people opportunities and better represents, you know, their company. I feel like something like that is like a win-win. But yeah, something like that is like a win-win. But I was more so talking about when you just out here calling white people racist on the streets because they stole your parking spot. <laughs> you know? Well, you, like, feel, you, feel, you feel like you're entitled to the spot. <laughs> but you I mean, I feel like there's nuance in that because like how much do we know of not saying you should go around accusing people of racism but like we know that you know a lot of racism and implicit bias works without the person consciously knowing what they're doing so mm-hmm. sometimes like yeah white people do do fucked up shit because they have that inner racism in them and um <laughs> hello art said you know we too, you know we too thick for vogue yeah you're right <laughs> you're right um they don't really know what's going on in their brains. Like I, I'm gonna send, I want to send, put a link to this test. It's an implicit bias test because we all live with all types of implicit biases that we don't even recognize. Yeah. Like maybe being falsely accused in a situation like that might even trigger like, yo, do I need, do I have some self-examination to go through? Do I have some stuff to unpack actually? Like I think that extremism can be beneficial in a lot of ways. I don't know. I feel like the extremism, like makes it easier to create a full divide. Um, because you, you got people who, who want to change or who want to learn. Mm-hmm. And when and when they're not met with some kind of when they're met with aggression, you know, as as with anybody, you know, you're gonna get them to be defensive. And once you get defensive a lot of the times you you just stop listening. True, but like, how do you make? And that said, the divide is already there. I agree. Well, I mean, the yeah, the divide is already there, obviously. But with your boy Trump in there, he he making it worse. He he's was, trying to make the divide worse. With Trump, and make no mistake, these media outlets are trying to cause similar divides because it gets them, you know, views, clicks, paid, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I see what you're saying. But like, like I said, without that. With, with, with somebody who's already comfortably in their racism or whatever bias they have, like, you, it's kind of hard to have that conversation because they've already been living comfortably. 
they already are surrounded by these, you know, similar views that they've done, they've done nothing wrong. So like, how can you really get through to somebody being like, yo, can you please like examine some things and think a little bit differently? Um, maybe consider. So like, are we trying to get through? I mean, obviously we're trying to get through to everybody, mm. but I feel like some people you just got to give up hope on and you just got to wait till they die. <laughs> Something, yeah, for sure. Get ass. Like, you just got to wait till they die. <laughs> you know, because some people you're just not going to get through to. KKK members, you can go ahead and get that up. Just wait till they die. Mm. <laughs> you know. Um, I'm just I'm just not wasting effort on people who are just obviously setting their ways. So, and this is kind of off the sheet, but um, I was telling you before the show that I've been me and Will have been like purposely, and this is something I want to, I want everybody to definitely do in the chat or in the, you know, watching this video in your spare time, please go out of your way to like actually listen to people that you don't agree with because you can just learn, if nothing else, get perspective on what information other people are being fed. Like it's one thing if you just don't agree with them and you just don't see their point and then you can listen to them and start to learn it. But it's another thing when you realize that we all have, me and Will talk about this all the time, we all have our echo chambers. And you realize that people on the other side are being fed the opposite type of propaganda that a lot of us that a lot of us are being fed. Because make no mistake, it's mad propaganda on both sides. Oh yeah. And when I say both sides, I mean like, I guess you could say left and the right. Um, I don't really consider myself either one of those sides, but like, I guess I'm more so on the left because of my standing, but just make no mistake, this, there is propaganda that put into us to make us, you know, continue to think the way we think, to feel fearful, to fear, to feel like we should like hate white people in a way, all these things. So definitely go out of your way to just listen to other people and just to learn what they're learning, just to learn what they're hearing in their circles, because it'll give you crazy perspective. So in doing that, I've been listening to this dude named um, John McHorter, uh, who's a black dude who is against the anti-racist movements. He's not against anti-racism, but he's against the movements because he said it's... Like BLM and stuff like that? Basically, like, he thinks it's, like, basically, like, religion. It's, like, a problematic religion where you're not allowed to address anything wrong within the black community. You're only allowed to address the things that white people do to us that is harmful to us. And... Oh, God. <laughs> so, he, so, he, so he wanted them... How can Black Lives Matter when when black people killing each other every day? He doesn't say that. What he does say is you can't bring up the topic of black people killing each other because people make it sound like you're you're um you're trying to deflect, which it is brought up a lot of times when people are trying to deflect. But he's saying it's not even possible to bring up that topic in a lot of these circles because people are not trying to hear it. But all they're trying to really talk about is what, what, what police have done to us, what white people have done to us, all those things. Yeah. When you're trying to have a sensible conversation of problems within the black community that are caused by the black community, like he's saying that it's almost treated like a cult that you're ashamed right away from even having that discussion. I mean, maybe if it wasn't, maybe if it wasn't posed as a retort, like. That's what I'm saying. That's what I think he's, that's his blind spot. It's like, he tries to act like that's not a retort. He tries to act like, because we're all quote unquote free now, like we should stop talking about the past you know what I'm saying, and focus on the future. Yeah. And more, more than anything, he doesn't believe that <clears throat> making white people feel shitty will actually resolve anything for us. Like, he believes the focus should be on how do we, how do we implement more policies that 
create change? How do we infiltrate infiltrate these structures? I don't think anybody's I don't think anybody's goal is to make white people feel shitty. I think if you are, you're doing it wrong. Like I think he I think there's a lot of people who just want white people to feel bad for you feel like that's what like the BLM movement is about? Like I don't feel like that's what it is. About. I don't think that's well see that's see who's who's how can you define what the BLM like I don't know what the founders had in mind, but anybody could put Black Lives Matter on their t shirt and say anything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know what a majority of people who represent black who call themselves representing Black Lives Matter are actually saying. But I know when I see people, I see people like me and you who are like, like we love white people, like we have white friends. It's beautiful. We just don't like we just don't fuck with racist people. Yeah. But I do know we you know plenty of people who are like, fuck white people, kill whitey, <laughs> kill their babies. Like we I do know some people straight against white people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think that's what he's focusing on. And I think that he sees that as the anti-racist movement, which I think is incorrect because I don't think that's entire that's yeah. the entire movement. But he's focusing on that and saying that's more detrimental to us and it hinders from us actually creating change. So I don't know if you agree with that. I mean, I, it's just it's just hard to take anything anybody says when it's like a retort or when it's def- in a defensive manner. Right. I would have to see it for myself, you know, but I, I will say that uh, as a whole, black people do need to address the issues that go on in our community more, mm-hmm. probably <clears throat> uh, more so on a more so on a grand scale, like a public level, mm-hmm. you know, than we do. Uh, but, you know, it just it just kind of is what it is. Yeah. And people in the chat are agreeing with you, see, and dad and everybody and Marcus like that's thing it's the problem is like that's you know that's my main problem with Kenneth Owens is like just not addressing the fact that black people are reacting from a place of trauma like it's not like black people out here are lazy black people have never been lazy man it's not like we just want to I don't just think we had that choice for a while I don't think we had the choice to be lazy for a while <laughs> Kanye said your, your next presidential candidate says you got a choice bro if this nigga don't stop distracting people <laughs> This nigga talk. Oh my gosh! I didn't want to talk about it, but go ahead, man. <laughs> Take this nigga's phone away, <laughs> bro. This is this is some. I ain't gonna say coon. But <laughs> it's some pretty distracting from what's really going on. And shit. The actor film running for president is coonish. Is what this nigga's saying? not running for president. Do you see he's going over? We all know this. <laughs> Why is he like, he says he doesn't fuck with Trump anymore. He doesn't. Okay, whatever. <laughs> and you know, and, and on some level, he knows if he actually runs, he's just going to steal Democratic votes. Like, no, like nobody, ain't no Republican taking you serious, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, you have to assume, I, I would assume he, in his mind, is like, you know what? I might get some black votes on this one. And then well, my boy, he gonna be in there for longer. <laughs> like, come on, bro. Get just get off the internet. Like, just ignore this nigga. Like just... Dude, and Jay made a good point. Like, you know, the album about to drop, which he said is not a publicity stunt because the album's quote unquote me quote unquote free. I don't know what that means. But like he, he claims it's not. I think the man's still dealing with mad mental issues. Man, whatever. Get off stage. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. 
I think he's bro. When you dealing with mental issues, but you got all this money and power. Oh no, I, I can only take the mental issues thing for so long, bro. I get it, but it's a real thing. Like he was in the interview talking about he had coronavirus. Apparently, I don't know how true that is. Like, I mean, it's it's likely. <laughs> no, I mean it's likely. It's just. It's just very strange, man. And like you know, he says he's gonna make his own like birthday party. He's not gonna be Republican or or Democrat. He's gonna be birthday party. I don't know what that means. Like you know, what I'm saying like, man. Oh yes. It gets harder and harder to listen to the first two albums, don't it? What? <laughs> <laughs> Bruh, it gets harder and harder to listen to that early Kanye. What did I say? Y'all listen? To, you been able to listen to early Kanye, y'all? Y'all been able to do it still? Bro, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I listened to it a couple weeks ago, and then this nigga came with all this crazy shit, and I had to. He heard you. He was like, "Oh, he loved me. Let me, let me come back. Let me come back on him." I was out there listening to late registration while I was out there bopping. Bro, it ain't, it ain't too many weeks. I don't play at least one or two bops from late registration, <laughs> or, or um, um, dark fantasy, like. Oh yeah, that dark fantasy ugly too, bro. God, so good, <clears throat> so good. Um. We're gonna pray for Kanye. So about these Karen pages, man. Oh my God. I, I was I was thinking about uh and I still want to do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna DM that dude, see if we can get him on. But mm-hmm. um go ahead, man. Yeah, I mean this is mainly your thing, man. So I didn't even know this was a thing until you brought it up to you. Bro, okay, so somehow I can't remember who reposted or whatever, but they have these uh Karen pages now. Mm-hmm. These Karen pages are uh, the idea of them is to expose white people being racist or using their privilege. They're called Karen and Kevin pages. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I follow, I currently follow one, which I don't even know why I do it. Uh, it's called Karen's, Karen's Going Wild. Oh man. Karen Going Wild. They got another one, got Karen's Going Crazy. Bruh. So yeah, man, the idea is just, it just exposes white people for being racist or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think to myself, like, who is this page made for? Like, who is it like a fake, is it like is it not fake news outlet, but is it supposed to be like acting like a news outlet? Mm-hmm. Or is it supposed to be who <laughs> who man? Who wants to see this? Who wants to see white people being racist, treating black people like shit? All right. Like, do white people want to see this so you can which distance yourself from your racist friends? Or, by the way, with like no sense of like pretense or context of like whatever caused whatever situation is being filmed, it's just like a compilation of like this white is reckless, <laughs> reckless reposting of white people being mean, right? Like, I don't. That's a good question, man. Like, once I watch is it, them, just for, is it just for clout and internet fame? Well, I think, I mean, watching train wrecks is, will always get you views and everything. So, yes, I think it's definitely, you know, people can get mad followers off the post and this shit um, and controversy. Racism is a hot topic in these streets right now. So, like, yeah, you're going, that's going to be popping. But I don't know, man. I don't know if it's, because I feel like, and I hope, you know, I think you got some white people watching. I hope y'all can tell me, like, I would feel like, if I was a white person watching these pages, like some part of me would feel attacked. And like these depictions of me, just not me, but you know, people that look like me just being like belligerent and like angry and 
looking crazy, basically, like just looking wild. Like, so I don't know if it's for them to feel like I should be more aware of what's going on inside of me because you can't really learn anything from them. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I was watching this thing, man, and like I thought I was gonna be laughing, and like I was just not laughing <laughs> whatsoever, bro. Like I was, I was low key like traumatized, like really. Yeah, I watched this one video where this dude, I guess, um, I guess, uh, this dude and his uh, a black dude and a white dude got into a traffic incident, and the white dude was just like, "You piece of shit, nigger, you, you're worthless. Any black person who wears their pants off their ass is worthless." Da 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 da. I was like, bro, who is this made for? Like, what? What are you bringing to the world with this kind of footage? Right. Like, yeah, that'd make a good point. As a white, as a black person, no, it doesn't feel good to see hateful <clears throat> shit being said about people who look like you. Like, and just so I was wondering if it's one of those things where it's like to put white people on blast. Because now, like, if a white person even remotely makes a slightly racist post, that shit is getting screenshotted and spreading like wildfire, and. So I was wondering if that's the point of it, to like find out who these people are and expose them. I don't know. He does. Uh, the guy who runs it, I guess I'll give him some credit. Uh, the guy who runs it is a guy named uh, Pavel Polinich. Um, and he does like show like some incidents that happen and then like he does some follow-ups with like busted on there or something like that. Like when they get arrested or, you know, yeah. something like that happens. He's got about three or four of those busted things on there. Really? So, I mean, I guess I guess you would call it a news outlet. Oh, how we find the news, bro? How we find the news in twenty twenty? I don't know. <laughs> how are we defining like? And is this part? Is this necessary with the with the uprise with the revolution? Like, is this a part of it? Like, as I'm a firm believer that there's different facets. Different roles people play. Is this this one thing? And this is see, this is the kind of thing like the dude I told you about. Um, uh, what's his name? John McCorder would say like he would say something like this is just worthless. Like making white people just look bad on camera does nothing to actually help us. He ain't wrong. <laughs> I don't feel like he's wrong. But I'm at the same time I'm believing like how can you address a problem if you never address the problem? Like how can you fix it without actually addressing it? So. Because he says, like, we keep talking about this historical things like that. But, like, how can America right its wrongs historically if it refuses to acknowledge them? Well, America as a country, the government would have to would have to want to do it. And right now, they still don't let the government want to do it. You saying they would they would need they would want they would have to do it voluntarily. They would have to just wake up one day and be like, oh, you know what? No, I'm just saying, like the the government not individually white people the government has to take some responsibility yeah so how do you as to what has happened so how do you do that without calling it out like in everyday instances you know what i'm saying it's just bro it's it's more traumatizing for me than anything no like, seeing really a black know. person talk down like that yeah it's horrible it is yeah right but uh, but you know I think overall like the government would say these white people are not the norm 
this, that, and the third. You know what I mean? They can right. distance themselves from it because it's on an individual level. They don't have to deal with the systemic uh, part that they've had to play, their right. part to play in it. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, you know, it's nice seeing some of these statues come down, but, you know, some of them have been torn down. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm glad Mississippi was forced to remove the Confederate flag out of the flag. That's just wild. This shit is like a part. That shit was a part of their whole state. <laughs> nigga, it's, nigga, it's not that wild. It's not. I mean, it's not. It's wild. not that wild. Coming from I mean, South Carolina, nigga, you threw that shit for forever. <laughs> I was like, it's not surprising. I'm just saying, it's wild that that's just like a norm. Like, it's just there. We flew that shit until the NCAA said we ain't coming here until you take it down. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, yeah, man. People were saying different things. I was saying showing shitty people being shitty. Stop the denial. Um, like Will said, I think, yeah, I think they can finagle that to be like, you know, that's not us. That's not, that's yeah. an anecdotal, you know, instance that has got nothing to do with us. Um, Vic said, if a person in a position of power, like a doctor or a nurse, then I think their job should be notified because their people's lives are affected. Teachers also. Um, yeah, for sure. So that's, then that's what I was saying. Like, to what extent do we not do this? Because it can be incorporated in everything. We, th- we know the statistics of, you know, black women not being properly treated during, you know, uh, birth, birth, births. Yeah. Like, so it's like, I don't know. I believe all these things can be part of it. Now I think. So, like, so, you, so would you want these pages? Like, 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 are you for these pages being here? I'm not partaking in them. Like, I'm not, I'm definitely not watching. I'm not following them. I didn't follow that one you sent me. But so am who, I for, so who do you want to partake in them? I mean, I don't, I can't say what people's, you know, <clears throat> level is. Like, some people, I think you know, people have to, you have to sit with themselves and, and find out for sure. But some people's, like, ability to take that in is a lot higher than mine. Like, in terms of they can watch these, these videos and they can laugh. And they can but be don't like, you like, I feel like to, nigga, if you laughing at that shit, something, well, you got a dark sense of humor. I think it's more so the laughing at evil being finally, like that. Yeah, like finally being like, you know, their feet being held to the fire publicly, finally. Like you can see this as a norm thing. I think that's where the laughter is coming from. I do think some of it is kind of like, you know, malicious and just wanting to see other people burn for sure but like i think more than anything it's like yeah we finally get to you know they finally can't get away with the shit no more that's what i think i like i said i ain't i'm not one watching the shows i can't do it (laughs) it's the same thing with the whole daily i think um what is it um the new york post is good for this like the daily trauma porn of on this day Back in 17, 700, whatever, whatever, black people were lynched for walking to the, you know, like. They do that? I didn't know they do that. Yeah, I think, I don't want to misquote. I don't know if it's them, but like there are publications that, you know, even go scroll on Facebook, it'll be like, do you know why such and such day is so significant? Not because of so and so holiday, it's because this is when black people used to get arrested for going to the grocery store, or like, this is when black people got beat up for the sit ins and shit like that. Like, Seeing that on an everyday basis, I'm good now. I'm 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 beyond good. I'm about education at this point. And you yeah. just reinforcing trauma porn and educating me, honestly. 
No. I guess, man. That said, I'm all for people being exposed for their true colors. I mean, I can agree with that on a certain level, but like, it seems like almost like perverted to the way it's being presented. No I, context. It's just right. a thumbnail. You know, that's what the whole page is dedicated to. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, <clears throat> and then like some dude, first off, who ain't black, <clears throat> which doesn't have a whole lot to do with it, but he's he's gaining a, a following, a viewership, money off of this like trauma porn. Like, yeah, that's the kind of disgusting part about it to me. I feel that. I feel that entirely. It's it's hard, man. Uh, but at, at, at the same time, I guess what gives me faith is like a page like that can't last for too long. Like it's kind of like I don't think it can. Like I don't think like World Star, for example. Like when World Star was out here just showing like you know fight vids and shit like that, and um, even racist racist people getting their ass beat. Like it was a whole you know World Star was a whole movement. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know anybody who goes to Warstar anymore. Like, it's, it's just played out. Because when you get that sensationalism, you know, when you're sensationalizing these things, like, and you commercialize it, it becomes a product at that point. And yeah. any product without, you know, substance just gets played out eventually, in my opinion. So I think the movements will continue. But this type, this form of things happening, I don't think will last forever. Uh, but we gonna see. Um, I think World Stars, yeah, World Stars, I'm sure it's still making money. I think they, it's just not the same way they were doing it before. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I just, it's, I have to look more into it, but I don't know. I don't know. So, last thing we were going to talk about was, um, yeah, White Fear. <laughs> so, so, do you think, like, the fear that I feel like, a lot of white people have of being falsely accused as racist or bigoted is actually more dangerous to us in the form of like, do you think since this is like that video with the woman with the whole car incident where it mm-hmm. went so quickly to her being accused as racist, I feel like instances like that, like when white people get into it with a black person this day and age and they see cameras out and they see like an audience I feel like the first thing in their mind, and this is a lot of, you know, the same thing with cops. The first thing in their mind is like, damn, I'm about to be painted as a racist online. My whole life is about to be over. Like, I'm about to lose my job. God knows what's going to happen to me. Like, that instills all types of anxiety, um, panic, fear, and fight or flight. So do you think, like, stuff like that happening seemingly more often, I don't know the statistic, but it's happening seemingly more often is actually more detrimental to us. And should we be more conscious of that when we go into these interactions? I think <clears throat> I think it's a rush to judgment. If you come into an altercation with a white person and y'all disagree for whatever reason, you know, tensions rise. It's it's a huge rush to judgment to start calling somebody racist. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because <clears throat> inversely they could say, this has nothing to do with race. You have such a jaded view of the world that you are being, you know, racist in a way. You know, if you believe, if you actually believe that racist doesn't have to be uh, systematic or, you know, <clears throat> having to do with actual power. You know, if you, if you feel like, you know, you are just purely motivated by race in this one situation, they could flip it so easily. 
and like I said before, like it doesn't promote uh, growth within anybody to just jump to any kind of conclusion and call them racist. You know, uh, I think I think a lot of black people fight with that though. Like it's so many situations that you're looking at that you like. Man, you know that motherfucker was racist. That's a constant fight. Bro. That's a that's an internal conflict, <laughs> Bruh. So like, I do it all the time. But I think you have to hold back and really analyze the situation. Because you call somebody racist, probably ain't going to get you much of nowhere. I don't think. Especially when, especially when you know, people are heated. Do you know what I mean? Um, like, you don't think even bringing it up as, like, how you could have possibly interpreted it as racist is helpful? And while y'all going through it? And people already on defensive? No, I don't think it helps. Even if you genuinely believe like some part of the shit was most likely racist shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like so like if you're at the store, right? And this white dude's like cuts in front of you in the checkout line. He's like, shut up, black. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he just said some outrageous racist shit. Shut up, black. <laughs> like, what Like what kind of situation are you giving me? That, like, because I feel like, I feel like if it's, uh, I feel like if it's, like, any kind of normal situation that people encounter, you know, um, you probably won't call them racist right off the jump. If somebody cuts me off in line at this, yeah, well, no, that's obviously racist. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you got to give me a situation, like, where it maybe was racist. Like, <laughs> well, see, so you the way you started off, I didn't know you were going to be so extreme with it. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, but like, <laughs> if, like, yeah, if a white person like cuts me off or whatever, and well, I'll say this if you see a situation like with insecure with Molly, where you know, you see a white person being served a certain way, but you get served a completely different way. Like, I don't think it is counterintuitive to, you know, be like, can I speak to a manager? And then talk to the manager like, yo, I just experienced so-and-so. I'm not trying to jump out the window or nothing like that, but shit is weird. Like, and I feel we need to vocalize this. What are you going to do to rectify this? Like, stuff like that. Especially within the climate that we're in, I think that invokes real change. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you about Molly's situation specifically, okay? <laughs> that little girl's being racist at the, at the, at that towel stand, okay? Yeah. Um, I don't know. That, was that more so racism or prejudice? What would you more so classify it as? I, it's, and that's the internal conflict, right? We don't know what's going on. <laughs> um, I think it was just like, it felt like implicit bias of like, yeah. That just that her immediate, you know, attitude, her immediate response was to act to her differently than she would somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um. I, also, I think like white people being being very scared to be called racism, racist is problematic too because, like it, at a certain point, like white people got to understand this also. Racism is part of this country. Like you can be in denial about it, whatever. 
but you got to grow along with the times. And the times saying, hey, this country been racist as shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you got to be open to having these conversations with black people um, and expressing your views, even if they are on the other side of uh, what's PC right now. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you can get educated through that as well. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> yeah. So do you think the apparent, so one of the arguments against anti-racism is that it encourages white guilt um, more so than encouraging effective change. So like it encourages conversations where you have a conversation with a white person and they have to go out of their way to be like, I acknowledge first and foremost that I'm privileged and white. <laughs> you know what I'm um, that I have it better than all of you. And I should feel shitty because my ancestors allowed me to do that. And in any way I can give as much space to you as possible, I should do that offhand. Just let me know when I say something problematic so I can apologize. And I am so with that. I am super with that. <laughs> is, that <laughs> like, is that really beneficial? Yep. Because. Don't <laughs> make me happy in the moment. Because what um, most black conservatives argue is like, I want I want my racism like, I want my racism fresh out the oven. Like, I want it to <laughs> Like, I want it presented on the plate in front of me. I piping want, hot. <laughs> piping hot. I want you to put some, some, some spicy sauce on that thing. And like, so I can know exactly what I'm digging into. Hit me with all that racism. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, what happened? The baby in the room? I see you looking back. <laughs> I heard a door open that wasn't supposed to open. Um, yeah, I want that clear as day. But like, you lying to me and you doing this whole self-deprecating act for my sensitivities is not only kind of productive, but it's like, it's actually insulting to me. Cause it, it's like, you're saying like, this is all you need to do to make things right. And you're absolved of. I guess you gotta, bro, it's so deep because you gotta like look inside of each and every situation that you're speaking about as if it's really genuine or not. Like, are they like, Guilt, guilt can lead to change in a person. Right. You know what I mean? Um, Identifying the way things are actually, the way things actually are can be effective. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not bad that they feel guilty in the process. But that's if they actually feel guilty about something they've actually felt like they've done wrong. A feeling that they actually feel is wrong. Brian said being a... (laughs) Excuse me, shout out to Brian. He said, being a day walker, I don't see that happening at all. Um, I can tell you. Stupid. <laughs> that definitely happens, man. Like, I, you know, me being in activist movements and being like a, you know, I guess you could say like an activist artist or whatever. Like, I frequent circles, especially if I'm, if I'm doing some super black shit and some audience, some black audience member comes up to give me commentary. Like, the first thing a lot of them will say is like, I will never understand your pain. And I just wanted to let you know, <laughs> like, I got my face. <laughs> you know? I'm so sorry your people have been through this at the hands of my ancestors. I'm so ashamed that my grandfather and my great grandfather would even put you through this. <laughs> like, that happens a lot, Brian. I promise you that. And black conservatives will oftentimes say, like, that's what you kind of want. Like, that's what 
the the far right, you know, the far left or the postmodernists, whatever verbs they want to use, are encouraging and they're saying that it's just detrimental to all sides. And I mean, I can't disagree with that, but also at the same time, like you gotta unpack shit. Like, I don't know, did I tell you about I had an artist meeting, a Zoom meeting, and this um woman literally unpacked her racism like right there in front of everybody. Like she admitted she was racist and was trying to sort through it. Did I ever tell you about that? That shit sound dope. But so she had she had drew a bunch of pictures of George Floyd trying to figure out why she had so much animosity and like evil thoughts while just seeing a black face. Like she was unpacking. <laughs> yeah, bro, ask star about this. Hope she's in the chat. Um, she was like, I see these things and I just think about my uncle's words and just comments, man. He didn't say the N words. He, she went crazy. But like, <laughs> she said, I think my uncle's words are calling him a nigger and monkey and all this shit like that. And she was like fully trying to unpack it and stuff like that I think is conducive. But like, you know when it's pandering, man. You know when somebody's just trying to say the right things. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that's what the anti-racist movement is more so encouraging than the actual solution. <clears throat> I don't know, man. That's that's that is to be determined on an individual level. Right. You know, every white person's got their own motivations um, to how they respond to <clears throat> the things that are going on right now. Right. It could just be the same face. You know, it could be for actual growth. I can't say that as a whole. You know how it's affecting each one, mm-hmm. but you know, making it known that uh, you know, that there is a problem is what's important. That's the main thing, like addressing that is the issue in the first place, addressing how this country is literally, literally built on racism. Like, I think it's just important to acknowledge that we don't have to keep regurgitating. Do you feel like? Do you feel like if enough white people? as a whole say there's a problem, then that will kind of push the government in the direction to say that, yeah, this happened. Yeah, this was a problem. The people mold what the government is supposed to do. Like, that's the way society is supposed to work. Like, the people... <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> but I'm saying, like, money moves um, things more than anything. So, like we talked about, these corporations finally acknowledging racism um, to, to a questionable extent, right, as of right now. Mm-hmm. But, like, finally acknowledging that, I think, is a huge step because, like, all right, now, so now we got them in this position of now that you acknowledge this, what you going to do about it? You're going you gonna, you gonna to hire more black staff in certain areas? You're going to get offered, I know, sorry, tell me about this. Um, there was a whole campaign to give black creatives and entrepreneurs free services. Stuff like that is, that's beneficial. Yeah. So... That said, depends on who is running the show. The people are no longer running the show. Not sure we ever really did, really. I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's tides are turning, man. The tides are turning. I think we, we, and everybody has a different agendas, but like we taking the shit over, man. People not taking the shit laying down no more. I feel like. Um, if anybody, did anybody want to call in at all to give thoughts? If y'all want to, we about to wrap the show up, but if you want to call in to give a quick thought on what you think, um, hopefully one of our white audience members will call in to give us your thoughts. But um, yeah, man, I don't know what the, I don't know where it's going, man. You see, um, I don't know how I feel mostly about the, like I said, the black conservatives 
boys, like you said, when it's coming from a certain place, like you can't trust it. When they're coming from a place of deflection, it's hard to trust it. But at the same time, if they're making certain points, like is it is it because like oftentimes the reason <clears throat> black people here, black conservatives, uh, only when they're responding to something that is very divisive in the black community. Like when Candace always talked about George Floyd, mm-hmm. it was super. It was super against the grain, right? Um, but is the reason that she got such negative attention because I'm not trying to say this is because is it because we only see her promote white agendas? Like, did we already have a negative bias going into whatever she had to say? Absolutely, because it definitely comes from a place of white acceptance. So yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I mean, yeah, we. I mean, I think we all know that about her. But if another black conservative said it, you know, would we assume that it was coming from a place of white acceptance? It's like you said, when it comes out, when they only when I'm you not only, seen her interview with Mark Lamont Hill. To it, oh. I wanted to watch that. I started watching it. I didn't know if I wanted to finish it or not. Um, but when you only speak on black issues, when black people are mad about something, like nine times out of ten, what is that saying? Like, it's usually coming with some bullshit, man. Nine times out of ten. I'm just trying to give these black conservatives a chance out here in these streets. I'm, they're not all pandering to white people. They're not. They, they're not all. They're not all coonish. <laughs> like. I don't use the word coon, but I ain't met a black conservative yet that wasn't pandering knowingly or unknowingly to white acceptance. It's, it's got to be something there, man. <laughs> like, it's it's, because what it is, when you're when you're black conservative, um, Lord. I'm sorry. Hold on, I'm sorry. Um, so when you're black conservative, you're usually talking shit about what the Democrats have not done for black people. And, you know, and, and the first thing, you know, you're saying is like, y'all praise Obama, but he did so-and-so. Y'all praise Bill Clinton, but he did so-and-so. But it's like, it's one thing to be a black person with a different opinion than the masses. And that's, that's the kind of they go-to argument. It's like, y'all calling me coon because I won't just fall in line with what y'all believe. Mm-hmm. But it's like, nah, bro, what you believe is rooted in black people's oppression, like, or furthering it anyway. Or further perpetuating it, so like, no, we don't trust it. But what if somebody was like, "Oh, well, you know, the Republicans were actually the ones that, you know, got rid of slavery and did the Emancipation Proclamation." Abraham Lincoln was a Republican. <laughs> the Democrats have been betraying y'all for years. That's what. I'm, that's not the flexion that I'm talking about. That's the place that I'm talking about, bro. Like, how you gonna praise somebody for like not owning a slave? Like, how does that a how's that an accolade <laughs> that was not even true for Republicans like that? But like, how you gonna? It's a complete like pandering and <laughs> a sense of like I need white people to feel okay because it'll get me approval, it'll get me paid, or it'll get me attention in some way somehow. 
and it's like I don't know, man. Um, so are you are you planning on calling in? I was trying to hold out for you. Not we about to do this first of the week. First of the week. I know Candace is your boo, man. I know you don't want no harm to come. Bro, back. Candace, think them up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I've literally never seen that woman's body. All I've seen is that bulbousy head she got. But her head. And her hair, I just need her to get a, a black beautician. There's nothing else. Like, <laughs> like, just get a black woman to help you with your hair. Oh, my goodness. All right, Star's calling in. Hello? Oh, there she goes. Hey, Star. Star. Who's he doing stuff? Hey, can you hear me? Oh, oh this is not Star. <laughs> hey, what's going on? Who's this? Oh, <laughs> uh, this is uh Jonathan Gosselin. Oh, what's up, brother? Hey, what's up? Nothing much, man. How you doing? Good. How are you guys doing? Good, man. Good. How do you feel uh, about like black conservatism, man? You think it's like all pandering, yeah. or um? all pandering i mean it's hard to know somebody's heart and if they're what their actual motives are i feel like the ones they put on spotlight like if it's on fox news or social media certain media outlets it's definitely more pandering to make it look like hey this person clearly i don't know like represents a black person but one person can't represent a whole following people just based on their one ideas. Like, I would never say I speak for all white people just because I'm white. I just speak for myself. But when you got them on certain news channels, they're more or less just entertainment to make their followers agree to what they're saying or make them think, see, you're not wrong to think the same way as this person when really they can't speak for everybody. That's exactly what they get booked on those platforms to do nine times out of ten. Like, it's so that white people can feel comfortable, like, oh, thank God, oh, black people said we're we're good, so oh, we ain't gotta do nothing. All right, we're good. Thanks, Candace. <laughs> like, it's, that's what it is, man. A lot of not, I haven't seen too many instances where that's not the case. They did it with um, what was that? Who's that? Stacy Dash. That was Stacy Dash years ago too. Yeah. Yeah, she's one of them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, so, I mean, do you have any any other thoughts on if you know? Do you feel? Because I know you're a white guy. You feel like your whiteness protect, <laughs> or like you feel like stuff's going out of control. Like, what do you think? Uh, well, repeat it because I, I didn't get to listen to everything. And um, but you said uh, you said this, my whiteness. What do you feel like is like whiteness, um, whether in form of a person or like entities, is being is like under attack these days, um, culturally or socially, I should say. And I think. I don't. I don't think whiteness in general is being attacked. I mean, like I said, I don't. I speak for myself, and I, I have a different mindset of most people. Just from, I grew up up north, came down south when I was young. I don't really see things the same way as like my family might. But the way I see it is like a lot of social constructs in America were based more towards white people. 
specifically white males. And as these constructs are destroyed and pulled, pointed out for being the, I guess, the, I don't know what the right word besides BS that they are, that they're like, people feel attacked when it's not really an attack. Like, just my personal experience when I, like, when you see someone post Black Lives Matter, it doesn't actually say a few black, white people, but that's how they interpret it because that's how they want to interpret it. Like you go through any sort of like news following, even things that I post on my social media, someone will come at me and be like, Hey, that's not, that's like, but all lives are cool and all lives are basically all lives matter. So they try saying in a roundabout way when that's not the point of what people are posting. That's, that's not why I post it because I just feel that one certain groups are are certain groups are put into a um let me get my train of thought i do feel that certain groups are marginalized and there's a systematic racist issue from a long time ago and people just don't like the change because they they benefited from the change whether they realize it or not they benefited benefited from the system and when you try to say hey this is wrong let's change it people immediately get afraid because they're afraid of change when they should be saying, hey, this is good. Because in my opinion, if you, once you, once the police, like, quote unquote, get the, have like the people of color under control, they'll find ways to control everybody. But <clears throat> so they, they use this fear of like, see, we're just atta- like, I don't know, they use, they use fear as a tactic. Yeah. I lost my train of thought. I apologize. I was driving, so. <laughs> Yeah, we don't want yeah. to get on the phone, but no, I definitely feel what you're saying, and that when you know people who have not spoken up from a certain group have not said anything and then make a bold, like you know, they make a reactionary you know, declaration to how they've been treated. Um, yeah, I think that doesn't still fear, and people like I said, people fear what they don't know a lot of times. So, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Absolutely. You got any thoughts on that one? Nah, man. I'm with y'all. <laughs> I was just listening, taking it all in, man. Yeah, yeah. We appreciate good. the call, man. Appreciate Thank you, dude. So no problem. Thank you, man. Appreciate the, the work you guys do. I enjoy listening when I can. Thank you, oh, man. Thanks, man. Thank you, man. Thank uh-huh. you so much. I'll let you later, dude. All right, later, man. All right, we got one more call from Will's favorite person in the world. Here we go. And then we're going to wrap it up. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, but can you mute your computer if you don't mind, please? Yes, I did. Um, Sorry, like, you know, there's a delay, so I was still actually hearing um, Jonathan, I think, get off the phone or whatever. Thank you. On the actual call. Thank you. You're not very welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Like, anyway, um, okay, so uh, it's, it's, interesting where we're at with this um I, can i just take the conversation to possibly like more global or even existential level in a sense sure so it could it be that we're possibly inside of something that happens to all groups of people at a, any given time in any given similar iteration that we're like so in it that we can't see the forest from the trees in a sense um it's possible like explain what exactly what you mean like 
we're just not even we're only focused on the physical and doesn't mean don't, don't really look outside of what's happening right in front of our eyes is that what you're kind of saying yeah and that we're not looking at what's happening um we're only looking at what's happening in this country during this time when we really are in a world where there's still people suffering and then there's still people suffering in a way that we once did in which some of us are still suffering, but I, I don't agree with that argument that like, we're still in exactly the same position that we're in, you know, me and you talk about that all the time. We're definitely not. Um, but, you know, look at Israel and Palestine, you know, people getting bombed out of their homes, which happens to us and has happened to us in recent years, you know? Um, but I'm saying, could it just be that like, cause I feel like sometimes we sound a little bit, naive when we say when we act like there's even anybody who's supposed to be for black people like it's kind of like there's no natural i mean dom said something in the comments like oh black people are naturally republican which is ridiculous are you saying that black people are like biologically wired to be republican that makes absolutely no sense i don't think he said republican he said conservative Whatever he meant, it's wrong. So what I'm saying is, it's like, it, it, it makes no sense. It's like, you can't say that someone is biologically wired to be in a certain, to have a certain political stance. Like, no, these are constructs. These are things that were created and they've been created all around the world for different groups of people, even in like, let's say in Africa and in, in Rwanda, where two groups, yes, it was all facilitated by some outside force and there's colonialism and there's all of that. But it's like people fight and kill each other and it's all it's about power there was someone who said something in the comments much earlier you know i was on a call for like the first hour and a half so i couldn't hear anything but i was reading the comments somebody said it's not about black and white but it's about the political system stop looking at the wrong thing i don't know who said it but i was like hmm interesting i don't think that's true on every level but i think there is a level that we can look at it in which it is bigger than that and it's just like the, the struggle for power and what I see when white people say oh my whiteness is attacking me your, your whiteness I don't think whiteness is anything really I think whiteness up until this point has literally just been like these little threads of like culture that's created around oppression and appropriation you know and so it's like when you feel that that's attacked it's like well then something's working because it should change and it, and it will change. I mean, no, no ruler lasts forever. You know what I'm saying? So this is, we're witnessing the falling of an empire and we're in it. And we think that there's something to argue about, but really I feel like existentially there's nothing to argue about. It's just going to happen. It will happen because it's time for it to happen. And it's bigger than, than all of us in a sense. I agree. I think we still have to, you know, a role to play in it happening on a, even on that physical level. And I think we're so focused on what's happening right in front of us because we are experiencing it every day. Like, like I always say, these riots are not just purely for some guy named George Floyd that, you know, died unnecessarily. It's a feeling. It's a complete tipping point of fulfilling people have been living for as long as they probably can remember. So they've been feeling this way for so long. And it's finally like I'm taking action now to change my immediate surroundings. And, you know, once I change that, then maybe I can allow myself to think, you know, externally uh, what's around me. But like right now, like, I need my life to be stable. I need my, my family to be safe. I need to not live in fear of poverty, of police, 
of all these things that I've just been living with my entire life. I know things are better. I know things can be better. So I need to fight to make that happen as of right now is what I think people were thinking. Yeah. And, and that's what I'm saying. And that is also very, like, you got to be active in the moment because you were chosen and you were put here for a reason. Nobody knows why, but all of us were here. And, you know, I was just, I was on the phone with um, Jennifer and we were talking about this conversation of, do we even have to respond? And it's kind of the question of, um, what do you call it? The guy, J. Cole and um, the other woman, no name. It was like, She's calling someone out who we don't know who it was, but she was possibly calling J. Cole out for not responding in a way that seemed sufficient for what was happening. And it's the idea of like, maybe joy is your resistance, you know, and maybe in order for you to have joy, you must be in denial for a, for a while or in delusion or just the fact that you're, you know, a black person just trying to make it every day, so to speak. Maybe that's your way of being in this moment and reacting to it and being involved and trying to shape what the next level will be, what the next level of human existence will be. Mm -hmm. um, and um, whatever happens here is going to reverberate throughout the world, just like what happens over there in the Middle East affects us here, and, and we're, we're all connected. I think that it's just good to think about things on different levels. Um, but I, you know me, lately I've been coming into my own in terms of like, what can I do right here in the physical that could be writing, you know, that could be making music, speaking to the situation, that could be joy, it could be different things, but I think it's just good to remember that there's something bigger, and, and we need to, I mean, I don't know, I feel like God is still a part of this, and, and we're co-creating, we're co-creating this world and what it will be, um, and things move in cycles, you know what I'm saying, just like capitalism, and it's... <laughs> And it's instability, you know what I'm saying? So, it's like, conversation. <laughs> so we're going to be in this moment, but things do have to fall and they will change. And um, whiteness being attacked, it's like, hey, whatever, I don't care. Like, so, um, yeah, destruction of the old ways, Jonathan, I see what he said here. Um, Dom, you know, it's really interesting when he talks uh -huh. about black people being conservative by nature or culture. It's like, well... Are you, do you mean, um, do you mean all black people around the world? Because some of the practices and cultural indigenous people that do different things and have different religious practices would not be um, accepted in what a typical conservative is and does, which is like Christian, you know, certain values and everything. So I think Dom is really misguided in some of his statements. Uh, and I just want to publicly say that. <laughs> no, I agree. I mean, I don't um, think interesting. I address everything he's saying right now. I want to come back in the comments and try to address some things. Definitely don't agree with a lot of stuff you're saying right now, Dom. And maybe we can be on the show one time, man. Maybe we can talk it out. But um, awesome. I think. Well, that... I'm gonna hang up now. Okay. Thank you, sweetie. <laughs> All right, bye. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, maybe we can have another show where we address all these things. Cause I, I mean, you you commented a lot. I want to disrupt the show by trying to try to read through everything and address each thing. But we're gonna come out of these comments. Um, and maybe have you on the show one day. Um, I'm definitely not one to believe that I should put my whole trust in conservatives or liberals in that sense. I think that's, that's like I said, that's a lot of the argument is, well, that side did this to black people, and the other side is like, that side did this to black people. And it's like, I don't know if she's so much triggered, Dom. I don't think she's triggered. I think she's just calling you on your shit, man. I don't know. Um, but anyway. This has been a great show. Thank y'all for lighting up these comments. 
Oh, we're gonna get into these. <laughs> Look at Will. Will, what you feeling over there, man? Damn, your boy out here. He out here. Good. Now I'm like expression thoughts, but boy, it's different. <laughs> we welcome boy, all the thoughts on here. We definitely welcome all the thoughts. Um, definitely continue the conversation in the threads. Um, we're gonna get into the thirst of the week real quick. We're gonna celebrate our black woman of the week, Miss Khadijah Dennis, um, good friend of mine. Uh, she is a writer and founder of the Conqueror Movement, which is a digital media space for that connects, serves, and authentically represents black millennial creatives and professionals. Uh, they've been a part of numerous social justice movements here in South Carolina, and particularly in Charleston. And they are known for the various community building events like the Following in Love with Your Passion event, which was one of the best events I've been to, which encourages audiences to um, basically build a greater connection with the, what moves them, what they're passionate about, and make themselves a priority. This is one of the most phenomenal events I've ever been to, which is there's a bunch of black artists and speakers just talking about like finding themselves creatively or professionally and just moving with that and going all the way with it and not having any more fear about it, not having any more doubts about it, just doing their thing. Um, I was excited to see on my Facebook page that she will, uh, the Conqueror Movement will soon be launching the Conqueror Movement Network, which will be a subscription-based programming on Roku, Amazon Prime, and Apple TV, featuring documentaries, series, and more, uh, and more centered around authentic, creative, innovative uh, representation of Black millennial culture. Um, she's just dope, man. She's like I said, she has a whole blog out here. You can check it out at KhadijahDennis.com. If you want to check out the Conqueror Movement, you can go to www.conquerormovement.com. But black women be doing dope shit. That's all. That's all I got to tell y'all, man. Check her out uh, on Instagram. Did I write her Instagram? Yeah, her Instagram is at Life Through Art, and on Twitter at KDennis94. Um, super dope individual. Uh, one of the best series they have at the Conqueror Movement is the What is Masculinity series, where they deep dive into like a group of friends of mine. Um, well, you remember Charlie B? Uh, Charlie yeah, I remember B. Charlie B. Um, Terrence, Kendall, uh, all these people. <laughs> Y'all going in these comments right now. <laughs> hey, I can't believe this dude. <laughs> Yo, so if you don't watch the live show, if you all listen to this recording, you got to watch the live shows because they always go down to the live shows. <laughs> this is one of those times going down in the live show. <laughs> Um, yeah, they just talk about uh, memes to them and uh, defining it, getting to the bottom of toxic masculinity, unpacking that shit. Just doing right. Um, and it's a beautiful, beautiful movement, man. So check her out. Khadija Dennis, Thirst of the Week. She's dope. Y'all are dope. That is our show for the day. Um, y'all can keep. Oh, yeah, Star was on a panel for um, the Conqueror movement. Absolutely. Very true. Um, yeah. Any more thoughts, man? You good? Bro, this is the one time Will's been in the comments. He usually never touches the comments. Bro, I don't ever touch these comments. Focus is on the, the show. Y'all feel free to continue the conversation. I'm gonna go back and read everything because I want to get my popcorn ready. What's going on? Thank y'all for a dope show. Thank y'all for a super dope show. We appreciate y'all. Uh, thank you for everybody that called in. Patreon, man. Patreon.com slash cultivated ignorance. Five dollars. That's all we want is five dollars. It's five dollars. Five dollars. Five dollars. Toxic masculinity is a myth, also, Mike. If you didn't know. Oh my god. <laughs> no, we're gonna. I hope we're gonna get you in the masculinity episode because you, you don't want man. You don't want that man. Um, he's putting all this love in the chat. We love all y'all, man. Even Don. We're gonna pray for Don. <laughs> yeah, man. Hit up the Patreon content. 
Thank y'all for showing up and showing out. Appreciate y'all. Love y'all. See y'all next time.